1: plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary this is the wcbs 880 morning news roundup another life
2: claimed in the Capitol attack as efforts to oust the president fizzle
0: senior administration officials remain shaken but conversation about invoking the 25th amendment has largely dissipated
2: What do we tell kids about the violence they saw in what was supposed to be a safe place? And what do we tell them about police being attacked? An adolescence expert will weigh in. President-elect Biden has named three Northeasterners with interesting personal stories to his cabinet. Joe Connolly
3: will tell us about that. COVID's nasty cousin is in Connecticut. That very highly infectious British strain. I'm Sean Adams in New Haven. The
4: Mets pull off a blockbuster deal for all-star shortstop Francisco Lindor. We
2: feel we've made a major impact on the team.
1: This is Brad Heller. This is Friday, January 8th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer commercials.
2: Morning, I'm Wayne Cabot. It is Friday and that's about the best thing we can tell you so far. The week is ending today and who knows what the coming days will bring us. The attack by Trump supporters on the U.S. Capitol has now claimed the life of someone they attacked, a U.S. Capitol police officer. The U.S. Capitol police said in a statement that the officer Brian Sicknick died yesterday after being injured, while physically engaging with protesters. The extent of his injuries, the kind of injuries, what exactly happened, was he beaten to death, Uh, that we do not know in exact detail. But we do know he's the first, the fifth person to die in the storming of the Capitol. Now, discussions are continuing about Trump's fitness to stay in office. One Republican lawmaker has now publicly joined the rest of the Democrats, calling for the 25th Amendment to be in vote to force Trump out. Meantime, Trump promised an orderly transition January 20th. And we'll hear about that in just a second. But uh, really, it was damage control through a teleprompter coming as close as he has come to conceding and yet ending with a vow to come back. CBS's Deborah Alfarone on Capitol Hill with that speech.
0: Facing talk of a forceful removal from office and the resignation of cabinet members, President Trump released a video condemning the violence by his supporters.
4: The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defiled the seat of American democracy.
0: Citing the president's rhetoric on Wednesday. You'll
4: never take back our
0: country with weakness. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos and Transportation Secretary Elaine Chao resigned.
2: And the man moving in in a dozen days from today,
4: unleashed. President-elect Joe Biden called the assault on the U.S. Capitol one of the darkest days in the history of the nation.
2: They weren't protesters. Don't dare call them protesters. They were a riotous mob,
4: insurrectionists, domestic terrorists. Mr. Biden also called out what he and many Americans thought in the wake of Wednesday's violence, that there's a double standard in law enforcement response. During the siege, he said his own granddaughter texted him a photo from last summer of a large deployment of armed military personnel guarding the Lincoln Memorial during racial justice protests.
2: And CBS News correspondent Ed O'Keefe. And it is so many grandchildren and children who are tweeting these pictures, who are seeing these scenes, who are watching them unfold in broad daylight along with the rest of us. Uh, the impact is strong in many cases. And what do we as parents say about what's happening to our national home? We'll have uh, some advice about that from a very informed person in just a few minutes. It's the Morning News Roundup on WCBS, and we want to talk about what's happening in Connecticut now with two cases of the U.K. variant of the virus now being confirmed. Let's go live to WCBS reporter Sean Adam in New Haven with the story. And I guess the real question, Sean, is uh, should we be concerned about this?
3: Uh, And the answer is yes. Uh, According to Governor Lamont, if you have COVID in Connecticut right now, there's a good chance it's the UK variant. I mean, that, that is, that's, a, that's, that's striking. Uh, this is highly transmissible, uh, this strain, B117, and that's the reason for concern. It's so easily spread, more people are going to get it. It's been detected in two young people here in New Haven County. Uh, the governor uh, says that they had traveled recently.
4: These are folks um, related to travel, just as a heads up, uh, coming into the state from elsewhere and, um, and younger, 15 to 25, Deirdre told me. Again, worth remembering, um, nobody's out of the woods when it comes to this.
3: One person had been to Ireland, the other to New York State. State health officials here in Connecticut with help from Yale, uh, they've been on the spy for this. They've been looking for it. They've been performing genomic sequencing on a portion of test samples. They can't do this with every sample, uh, but that's what, how they detected uh, these two cases. Uh, the uh, uh, What happens now is uh, the, the governor's urging people to be far more careful uh, because it's so easy to spread. It's not more deadly, but it is spread much more easily. Uh, but we can tell you it is believed the vaccine will offer protection. Wayne?
2: And we won't even get into the uh, new African variant that uh, has been surfacing, but that's something else that we'll have to watch. Thank you, Sean. Stock futures are indicating a higher opening. This morning, we'll get uh, news about jobs today. And we do have news about three Northeasterners that the president-elect his name. Very interesting personal stories. They'll be on his cabinet. And uh, Joe Connolly is here with the Morning Money News. Joe.
5: Yeah, Wayne. The new Commerce Secretary, who's the leading spokesperson for businesses in the government, will be Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, a co-founder of a venture capital investment firm and a Rhodes Scholar who worked in Manhattan after attending Harvard and Yale Law School. Her father worked at the Bulova Watch Factory in Providence and became unemployed in the prime of his career when the company closed the factory and moved operations to China. The new Labor Secretary will be Boston Mayor Marty Walsh, a former Laborers Union President. Born to Irish immigrants in the tough Dorchester neighborhood of Boston, Marty Walsh is a child cancer survivor and says he's been sober for 20 years in a 12-step program. And the new Secretary of Education will be Connecticut Education Commissioner Miguel Cardona, who began his career as a fourth-grade teacher and at 27 became the youngest principal in the state. Cardona was born to Puerto Rican parents and grew up in a housing project in Meriden, Connecticut, speaking Spanish as his first language, and he became a doctor of education specializing in bilingual and bicultural education. And Wayne, the new secretary of education, is married to an educator, Marisa Perez, a former Miss Connecticut.
2: Joe, not a detail slips by you.
1: (laughs) Thank you for that. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Live on 880 and on demand at WCBS880.com slash roundup. Or wherever you get your podcasts. A week like no other.
0: Breaking news. The U.S. Capitol has been placed on lockdown.
1: A story that unfolded live on the radio. Protesters stormed the Capitol. We've seen them walking through the rotunda. Tonight on WCBS, a special report. Chaos in the Capitol. A nation divided. It's not
6: only unbelievable, it is painful.
1: Tonight at 7 p.m. on WCBS, News Radio 880.
2: Let's go to the WCBS Weather Center with the Exergen forecast and Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen, a typical wintry day. Craig?
6: It's going to be right around 40, which is pretty close to average. It is 28 right now, so it's a cold start to the day. Wind chill down around 20. Suburbs are even colder. But again, 40 with a good amount of sunshine mixing with clouds. Not not as perfect as yesterday was. That sky was as blue as could be. Tonight, partly to mostly cloudy and cold. 25 to 30, near 20 in many suburbs. Saturday, clouds to start. Then the sun returns with a cold, gusty breeze. It'll be gusting over 25 miles per hour at times tomorrow. 35 to 40. And Sunday, mostly sunny with highs right around 40. And right now in the city, it is 28, humidity 69 percent, and the wind chill is 22.
2: You're still looking at some potential storminess in our distant future? Distant.
6: I mean, the Tuesday system, again, may be too far south to really give us anything uh, of, of concern. So then we would go to the next one, which again shows signs of getting a little closer, which is at the end of the following week. This is a prolonged period of very quiet weather for winter. Sure is.
1: Thank you, Craig. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup.
2: What has been a wintry chill, as we know, between the mayor and the governor of New York about vaccinations. And uh, let's hear how that's holding things up or not. Live to WCBS reporter Marla Diamond. Marla.
7: And Wayne, it was another day of squabbling between the mayor and the governor. It began at the mayor's press conference where the head of the city's public hospitals said they had thousands of slots available for New Yorkers to get the vaccine, but they couldn't get the shots in the arms because of overly restrictive state guidelines. Governor Cuomo shot back. Uh, when we go to 1B, uh, some local government said they
3: want to prioritize
7: Healthcare workers are still the number one priority. Cuomo says the city has yet to vaccinate hundreds of thousands of them. The mayor's press secretary took to Twitter to accuse Cuomo of slowing down the vaccination effort. Cuomo's spokesman claimed the city wasn't being upfront about how much vaccine was being used for health care workers. But the bottom line is neither the state nor the city has used up the majority of the vaccine they've received, leaving those who need it and want it waiting indefinitely. Wayne?
2: And we'll wait for more about that. Thank you, Marla Diamond. It's the Morning News Roundup on WCBS, and the first bold move has happened for the New York Mets under Steve Cohen. (laughs) Brad Heller's here, and Brad, they traded for all-star shortstop Francisco Lindor, but can they keep him long-term is a real question.
4: Hey, good morning, Wayne. Lindor can become a free agent after this season. Sandy Alderson said yesterday there have not been any conversations with Lindor's agent about a contract extension, but the Mets likely aren't making this trade if they don't think they can re-sign Lindor. Alderson was asked what the sales pitch would be.
3: What we have to offer You know, it's a great city, a great baseball city, an organization that we hope is on the rise. Um, there's a lot of excitement associated with new ownership. I think there are a lot of reasons
4: why. Also, a lot of reasons why Mets fans are going to love Lindor. His offense, his defense, and his personality. His nickname is Mr. Smile. And let's not forget about pitcher Carlos Carrasco, who's going to fit right into the starting rotation. The AL comeback player of the year in 2020 after battling leukemia. This deal coming at a reasonable cost for the Mets, Wayne. They gave up shortstops Ahmed Rosario and Andres Jimenez along with two prospects. Yeah,
2: but a lot of hope for this coming spring and uh, a lot of hope for the Nets. They just pulled off a surprise when you consider they beat the Sixers without Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. But now they have a COVID situation from that game?
4: Yeah, it's a COVID situation for the Sixers. ESPN's reporting that guard Seth Curry, who was out with an ankle injury, tested positive for the virus. He found out during the game he was on the bench for the first quarter and then left the court. Uh, left the arena, went into isolation immediately. The Sixers staying the night in New York, and they're doing contact tracing this morning. As you mentioned, the Nets won the game 122-109. Durant still in quarantine for COVID exposure. Kyrie was out for personal reasons. He's not supposed to travel or didn't travel with the Nets to Memphis last night. They'll take on the Grizzlies tonight. The Knicks are going to go for a fourth straight win. We'll face the Thunder at the Garden.
2: Thank you, Brad. This
4: is the Morning News Roundup on WCBS. Good to have you
2: along with us on a Friday. It's the 8th of January. I'm Wayne Cabot, and here are three things to know this morning. Well, he's back, at least on Twitter. President Donald Trump has returned to his favorite social media site, releasing a video, acknowledging last night for the first time since the election that he lost the election. It is as close as he has come to a concession. Second thing, the woman who was seen on video falsely accusing acclaimed jazz musician Keon Harold's son of stealing her phone in a Soho hotel last month, has now been arrested. They caught her outside Los Angeles. Not clear what the charges are. And three, a planned book by Senator Josh Hawley, canceled by the publisher Simon & Schuster after this week's siege at the Capitol. The Missouri Republican calls the decision Orwellian and says he will fight this in court. How to explain the attack on the Capitol to our kids. They've seen these images, very disturbing images, of people attacking police of police, in some cases, allowing people into the building. Child and adolescent psychiatrist, Dr. Linda Drostewitz is at Blythedale Children's Hospital in Valhalla, assistant clinical professor at the Child Study Center at Yale. Good morning.
0: Good morning. How are you doing?
2: Fine. But what do we tell our children who maybe were watching this unfold in the middle of the day with the rest of us and who might be concerned seeing all these scary looking people who were violent?
0: That's a really good question. I think that For younger children, the most important thing to tell them first and foremost is that they are safe. You know, give your kids a hug and tell them that everything is okay and that they will be okay. In referring to any images they might have seen that might have frightened them, one of the key messages to give younger kids is that these were not bad people per se, but that they were people doing bad behaviors and unsafe behaviors. And that sometimes when people feel very angry or very scared, they behave in unsafe ways. At that point, I would remind your child that there are lots of safe ways to handle feelings of anger or feeling let down. And then you can talk about that with your kids and reflect it back to them. You know, what do you do when you're angry? How do you feel better to make it more of a positive conversation?
2: You talk about the need to let kids feel safe. And we always tell them that uh, the police officers are safe people, safe places to go, and yet here we saw a situation in the Capitol where the police uh, were powerless, really, or at least didn't take the kind of action they could have to control this crowd. What do you say to them if they see that and wonder what's going on? Why aren't the police stepping in?
0: Yeah, I think it's important to remind them that, you know, the police were doing their best and that we are all human and we always try our best, but that sometimes what we do is not perfect.
2: And this is I know this is going a little into the weeds here, but I think it's a relevant question. What would you say to parents of children of color regarding the police and feeling safe?
0: Yeah, you know, that's a very complicated conversation and one that's rife with history um, and a lot of unpleasant truth. I would still say that, you know, if 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 you see a police person and something is wrong, that you should ask for help. But if you feel unsafe speaking to the police, then you can go to another authority figure or get help from elsewhere because you want people to feel safe when they are asking for help.
2: Psychiatrist Dr. Linda Drostowicz. Dr. Drozdewicz, thank you.
0: My pleasure.
1: This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup, a daily download of the news you need to start your day on air on radio.com